Today is April 24th, 2022. We're gonna be reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're in the chapter, chapter into action, reading the step nine portion. And today we'll be reading page 78. Perhaps we have committed through and including the paragraph on page 79, we thought we ought to be. Today's reader is Rita Q, and that will be followed by a 20-minute share by Lindsay W. So Rita, if you can get us started with the reading. Thank you. My name is Rita Q, Recover Compulsive Reader. Perhaps we have committed a criminal offence, which might land us in jail if it were known to the authorities. We may be short in our accounts and unable to make good. We have already admitted this, is this in confidence to another person. But we are sure we would be imprisoned or lose our job if it were known. Maybe it's only a petty offence such as padding the expense account. Most of us have done that sort of thing. Maybe we are divorced and have remarried, but haven't kept up the alimony to number one. She is indignant about it and has a warrant out for our arrest. That's a common form of trouble too. Although these reparations take innumerable forms, there are some general principles which we find guiding, reminding ourselves that we have decided to go to any lengths to find a spiritual experience. We ask that we be given strength and direction to do the right thing, no matter what the personal consequences may be. We may lose our position or reputation or face jail, but we are willing. We have to be. We must not shrink at anything. Usually, however, other people are involved. Therefore, we are not to be the hasty and foolish martyr who would needlessly sacrifice others to save himself from the alcoholic pit. A man we know had remarried. Because of resentment and drinking, he had not paid alimony to his first wife. She was furious. She went to court and got an order for his arrest. He had commenced our way of life, had secured a position and was getting his head above water. It would have been impressive heroics if he had walked up to the judge and said, here I am. We thought he ought to be willing to do that if necessary. But if he were in jail, he could provide nothing for either family. We suggest he write his first wife admitting his faults and asking forgiveness. He did and also sent a small amount of money. He told her what he would try to do in the future. He said he was perfectly willing to go to jail if she insisted. Of course she did not. And the whole situation has long since been adjusted. Thank you so much, Rita. And next up, we have Lindsay W. telling us what those pages mean to her. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Kim. Thank you so much. Um, and do I have a timer? It's, it's up to you. I can tell you, you let me know if you need me to do that. Or if you um, I can time myself. Let me yep. set my timer now and I will go for it. Okay. Thank you. Of course. I get nervous when people time me. That's why I always let people decide. Oh, you're great. You're great. Um, all right. So um, good morning, everyone. I am Lindsay W. And I am a compulsive overeater in Houston. Um, I will do just a quick qualification. Um, so I always say I am like a gutter level like heroin um, level compulsive overeater. This disease took me to um, the depths of hell, um, physically, spiritually, emotionally, just in every way. Um, 
you know, it ravaged my life. It ravaged my body. It ravaged my soul, my spirit. And, um, I, um, at my, at my highest weight, my, my disease manifests itself in morbid obesity. So at my highest weight at five foot three, I hit 350 pounds. And that was almost two years ago. Um, and by the grace of God, I now have, um, a little over one year of food sobriety, which is, um, such a miracle. And, um, I, um, am approaching a, um, a healthy body weight. I've lost, um, over 150 pounds, which is again, such, such a miracle and really just a side benefit of this, of, um, this amazing 12 step program. I have, um, recovered connection with, with a higher power, um, that I had decided I didn't need, um, for many years. And, um, and I, I, um, work at that connection every single day. It's the most important thing. Someone on a share recently said the, the only true measure of worth is my relationship with my higher power. And that was so powerful to me. And so I just want to share it again here. And then, um, and, um, yeah, connection with myself, connection with others. Um, and so I have a really beautiful, really big life today. Um, and, you know, I feel all the feelings. So not only do I have a big, beautiful life full of joy and wonderful things, but I also feel all the, all the pain that I use the food to stuff. And so, um, I'm really grateful, um, for this recovery. And, um, so to the pages for today, it's really funny because when I first, saw these pages, I was like, Oh, can I ask for a different day? Like, I don't know. I don't know what I have to share on these pages. And then as I started reading them again, I was like, Oh, like I, I literally have this exact experience to share. Right. So, um, so this is God, like this is, this is God. And, um, a lot of this a lot of this financial stuff specifically has been coming up a lot recently. And so, um, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to to share. Um, when I read these paragraphs, the first thing that stood out to me was, um, the, the word reputation. And I'm starting there because, um, I, I grew up as a performer from a young age, um, I started singing on stage. I mean, when I was in elementary school, right? I mean, I was in weekly voice lessons. I was on stage in musicals performing. And um, I found that if you just hand me a script and you hand me a costume or a mask, you tell me what you want me to say, how you want me to say it, what you want me to look like. I figure out what's going to make you like me and you happy with me. And then I'll do that. And it's easy. And I can get through life without feeling any pain or any rejection. Right. So like that, that reputation, sort of that crafting of that image, living life in this fantasy world, um, is what I have done. Um, you know, I just turned 40. So I did that for, you know, 38, 39 years of my life. Like my entire identity was based on what you think of me. And, um, and so what it says here is like, 
that I may lose my position or my reputation, um, but I'm willing, I have to be, and I must not shrink at anything. And um, that's really powerful, especially for somebody like me, who my entire world was wrapped up in what you thought of me. And so, um, you know, I'm learning through, through these 12 steps to, um, slowly but surely drop the mask, toss the costume, and only with God's help show up authentically in my relationships. And it's a learning experience. And so, um, so I'll, I'll start with the, with the first paragraph of the reading and, and, um, you know, the ninth step is what keeps a lot of us out of 12 step programs, right? Like, oh yeah, I can admit I'm powerless over food. I mean, that's obvious. I'm 350 pounds. My life is swirling the drain. You know, I'm completely isolated. I don't know how to live. My life's unmanageable. I think I can like, I think I can come to believe that there's a power greater than myself, maybe even do an inventory and share it. But when it comes to making amends, you know, put on the brakes, that's terrifying and I'm not going to do it. Right. So like, I know that that kept me out of the rooms. I've talked to other people, current state that's keeping them out of their rooms. And so, um, this takes a lot of faith. Like, like this is where I need God. I need God all along the way, but especially in step nine, like I need God. And so, um, all right. So, um, perhaps we've committed a criminal offense. Okay. I don't have experience with that. However, we may be short in our accounts, unable to make good. Um, perhaps it's only a petty offense, such as padding the expense account. Yeah. So I did that. I'm, I'm in sales and, um, I had to make amends to both of my bosses because I had gone, um, and bought these like cookies, like this huge package of these amazing cookies. And, um, and I ate them all. I ate every single one of them. And then I expensed them to, um, you know, to my, to my account at work. And so, um, you know, I had to go to my bosses and tell them that I did that. And then I, you know, sent them a Venmo for the, the money. And it wasn't even like the amount of money. It was just, um, the fact that I was willing to go to my boss and say, like, I ate cookies and charged them to you. Like that's, that's like humiliating. Right. But, but I, but I was willing to do it. I did that. Um, and I also had to go to my bosses and tell them like, there were times that I said I was sick and I wasn't, you know, I, I lied. Like I was, I was dishonest and I was, you know, I mean, I, I was pretty sure I wouldn't lose my position, but I didn't know. Right. I wasn't sure. I had to just put that in God's hands. God, whatever, whatever your will is for this situation, I'm dying. Um, I have a fatal illness and I'm dying. So I am willing to lose my job. I am willing to lose my reputation. I am willing for my bosses to know that I ate food and expensed it. Um, you know, am I trusting God or not? Right. Like, where is my faith and my trust? Is it in my finite self or is it in infinite God as I move forward in these steps? Um, another, um, another situation for me is, you know, maybe we are divorced, um, and haven't kept up the alimony to number one. So, so I did go through a divorce and, um, 
I was very angry because my former partner cheated on me and left me. And I said, you know what? Like you screwed me over, screw you. I'm not paying you any money. And you know what I did? I dug my heels in for years and just stopped responding to this person as they were trying to get a divorce because I knew eventually like push would come to shove and they would just have to like force the divorce because they found another partner. And sure enough, that's what happened. And so we got a divorce. I didn't have to pay any money. And then, you know, as I'm going through step nine, it's like, oh yeah, like I actually have to make good on this. So, so I, um, called my former partner, um, the one who, you know, cheated on me and did me wrong. Right. And I looked at it from an entirely different angle. And I said, what was my part? And I made amends for my part. And then I also make financial amends. So every single month I get on my Venmo app. It's kind of amazing. We can like make our amends via Venmo, but I get on the Venmo app every single month and I pay, um, I pay my ex-partner money every single month because, um, because I am, I've decided to go to any lengths to find a spiritual experience. Right. And so every single month, like that's a decision to like pull out my phone and to say, all right, God, like my faith and my trust is in you and I'm willing to go to any lengths. And, you know, it says we ask that we be given strength and direction to do the right thing, no matter what the personal consequences may be. And, um, again, like, you know, that's just it. I can't do this on my own. I, I can't, I can't go at this alone. And, um, you know, make these amends. I don't have the, the power. I don't have the strength to do that without my higher power. And so, um, some of the other, some of the other, um, you know, amends, amends I've made are to doctor's offices. You know, I had missed a lot of doctor's appointments. I mean, I'm talking probably like 20, 30, 40 doctor's appointments that I would just make and miss and make and miss because in my disease, I bailed on everything and everybody. I mean, it was like a domino effect of plans and appointments, um, on a very regular basis. And, um, so I called the doctor's offices and I would say, you know, I know I missed, a, you know, 10 appointments with you. What do I owe for this um, dentist's offices? And, you know, it was a really cool experience. Um, one of the dentist's offices that I called to make amends to, um, they were like, you know, we don't really have a way to process that, like, no worries. And I was like, well, I'd really like to find a way. And so they actually have like a fund where I was able to donate money to helping um, elderly people who need dental work and can't afford it. And um, that was something that was just something really cool, you know, um, that that I was able to do in the amends process. Um, many of other service providers. I mean, people again, that I had just, you know, just completely flaked on and cost them money. Um, you know, my, um, my parents loaned me a lot of money. So actually, um, it was a little less than four years ago. Um, I had an eviction notice on my front door. Um, I, like I said, I'm gutter level, right? Like, like when I see people under the, um, overpass on the freeway, you know, holding the signs, like I get it 
right? Like I, I am them. Like I am them. They are me. My substance happened to be food. So I just happened to be morbidly obese sitting on my couch surrounded by boxes and bags and packages. But like, I am the same, right? Like I was getting kicked out of my apartment because I was spending all my money, more money than I had on food. And, um, and so I had to ask my parents, you know, to bail me out. And, um, and I promised them I would go and get help. Um, and I meant it right. Just like Bill says in his story, like this time I meant business and I meant business. Like I'm getting kicked out of my apartment. I keep looking over this way because this is my front door and I remember it, but like I was getting kicked out and, um, that was, that was scary, but it wasn't enough. I just kept going, right? I just kept going. And so my parents lent me the money. My parents lent me more money. And then I, as I was making amends, you know, they, so my parents had told me, you know, we're good. Like there's no need to ever pay us back. We're happy to help you. And as I was making my amends, you know, um, my sponsor and I um, decided that, you know, I needed to pay them back. And so, so I did, you know, and then, um, gosh, you know, I used to work at a Starbucks and I would go in every morning and, um, you know, I was the manager of the store. So I ordered all the inventory. So I would eat all the food, eat all the food, eat all the food. And so I made, you know, donation to the food bank. And, um, you know, there were people that I lived with that, um, you know, I didn't pay rent to. And so I've, you know, made financial amends to them. So like my, so back to like, I thought I didn't have anything to share on these pages. I mean, my, my finances were a complete mess. Like I owed so many people money. And like, the miracle is that like, you know, other than my ex-partner, like I was able to do all of that. Right. And clearly I wasn't even able to pay my bills less than four years ago. Right. Um, and so it's, it's a complete miracle, the way that our lives are completely transformed. Um, and then, you know, another thing that I, that I noticed here is, um, is that, well, I also want to say, you know, we may lose our position or reputation or face jail, um, but we are willing. And, um, you know, this is really, um, this is really a life or death matter. Right. And, and I have a note written here. It came from, I think a sponsor of mine, but it's, you know, I can't be an honest person and hide behind a reputation that I want to have. And so, um, you know, just have to, again, like trust God because, um, like I cannot manage and control what you think of me and, um, and live honestly, you know, and, um, that was a really big part of my relapse because I recovered, um, in the fall of 2020. And I just thought I was hot shit. Right. And, um, you know, I was one of the recovered people now. And, you know, um, I say this a lot, but it's like, you know, all the, all the people who are unrecovered and we're, we're struggling, you know, we're in the, we're in the sea and we're trying to swim to shore and all the recovered people are on the shore. Right. And I just wanted to get there so badly. I just wanted to get there so badly so I could be, you know, one of you, one of the recovered people. So I could put, you know, cause when I'm in the water, like I can't put on my mask, I can't put on my costume because it's obvious that I'm really struggling. But once I get to the shore, I can put it back on. I can be who you think I, you know, should be as a recovered person. And, um, 
the truth of the matter is, you know, I, I relapsed because I was in all of this false pride because I was all about my own reputation. You know, I wasn't willing to lose my reputation by being rigorously honest, you know, by, by taking inventory, by sharing with someone else, by, by seeing my defects, asking God to remove them, making amends. If I hurt someone, I wasn't willing to do that because my reputation was so important to me. And so, um, you know, I relapsed and it was really, really scary. And, um, I relapsed for about four months and then I started working with a new sponsor and, um, you know, it, it really started at a meeting that I was attending, um, where I had previously qualified and a friend of mine texted me and said, are you going to share at this meeting about what's going on with you? And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not going to tell the people in this meeting who think I'm recovered and a beacon of, you know, beacon of recovery that I have relapsed. Um, and of course I, you know, I ended up sharing and that was like the, that was like the ego puncturing that I needed, right? The ego puncturing of just like, this is who I am. I'm a really sick person with a, with a fatal disease that I didn't cause and that I can't make go away. And so So my recovery now, by the grace of God, one day at a time is based on like rigorous honesty, rigorous honesty about what's going on in my head, you know, about the ugly things, the thoughts, the resentments, the fears, you know, the food too. Like if anything, if I'm having thoughts about food, I would have never shared it before because recovered people aren't supposed to have thoughts about food. And now, you know, I, my, I am willing to lose my position or my reputation. I have to be because this is life or death, right? So it applies to the amends and it applies to just my daily recovery. And then, um, the other thing, I think I have just under two minutes left. And, um, you know, in the last paragraph, it's like, you know, we thought he ought to be willing to do that if necessary, but if he were in jail, he could provide nothing for either family. We suggested that he write his first wife, et cetera, et cetera. And I just see the we in that, right? Like there's the we in all of this. I check out my ideas with other people. I don't go making amends without checking it out with my sponsor, right? Without taking it into meditation, without taking it into prayer. I don't act hastily, right? There's the pause in all of this. And the beauty of this program is that um, there are people that have the experiences that I'm going through, whatever it is that I'm walking through. Like there are, um, well, I can't see the number because of the way I have my view right now, but there, there is someone on this zoom right now, right. That has that same experience that can offer, that can offer help, that can offer suggestion. And so I don't go at any of this alone. And that's the beauty of it is that even in making these amends, right. Being willing to lose my position and reputation. I have, I have God, I have a fellowship. I am not alone in any of this. And, um, you know, it's really such a miracle and, um, yeah, step nine is hard, but, um, the promises aren't too, too many pages ahead. And the step nine promises are, so darn beautiful. And, um, yeah, so I think, um, I have six, five, four, three, two, one seconds. So, um, yeah, it's been, um, an honor to share this morning and I look forward to hearing from all of you. Thanks, Kim.